Spirit Radio Podcasts. My next guest is an author and screenwriter from Los Angeles and his first big break was with none other than Walt Disney. And just a really, really interesting career, just various twists and turns since then. He's going to tell us a little bit about it this morning, but he's written a number of popular novels for young adults. Now, he's currently in Ireland on what he calls his Stories Tour, and he's going to be speaking tomorrow and Friday at the New Horizon Conference at Ulster University in Coleraine. In studio, just to tell us a little bit about his work, we have author and screenwriter Alex Mastering. Good morning, Alex, and how are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank well, you so much for having me. Is it your first time to Ireland? Actually, I've been here a few times before, but okay. um, it was the first time in Northern Ireland. I was in Belfast yesterday and I just drove down. Great and stuff. Lovely well, country. I love it. It's good that you have come back. Well, before we get into um, the book that you're working on right now, just tell us a bit about yourself. Well, I'm a writer, um, uh, primarily for the young adult market, and I live in California, outside of Los Angeles. And uh, I got my start, uh, my first big break, when I was in my 20s, and I really wanted to write, and I wanted to do something creative with my life, and I had no idea how to do that, so I decided to write uh, one of my favorite companies in the world, which is Disney, which isn't too far from my home. And uh, I wrote them a letter, it was really naive and kind of embarrassing, and I wrote them a letter to, uh, asking them basically, hey, can I write for you? <laughs> and is I love pretty, to write. That's pretty much what the letter <laughs> That's said. pretty much what it was, and I think I actually wrote it on a piece of notebook paper. It's really embarrassing, but two weeks later, I got a phone call from them, and they said, hey, we have a job for you. Do you want to take it? And gladly. And did you was... give them like some of your work in that letter? I didn't have any work, actually. So I'd always written since I was a little kid, and I, I think someone... Uh, had mercy on me and I'm so glad they did that it changed the trajectory of my career and uh, from there I wrote other free- did other freelance work and got an agent and and signed my first book contract uh, so shortly you write a letter that, so. on notepad pa- paper and then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden you're writing for Disney what was the first kind of projects that you were working on then Alex actually for Disney is a freelance um, project when you're writing you take you know whatever you can get and it was had to do with um, additional activities that go along with their their films and uh, so activities for kids yeah and um, yeah so it was that exciting was kind of and the for, it was, oh for sure well, uh, it sounded like you got off to a great start, but I'm sure there was some speed bumps along the way. Oh, yeah. As a writer, um, there's always speed bumps. It's a very tenuous you know, job to have. And there's some years that are great and some years that aren't. And after my first uh, big publishing contract was with a, a, one of the biggest Christian publishers in the U.S., and I was really excited about it and excited about you know, what the future held. And, and we were disappointed with the sales and the influence and the reach of that book. It was quite disappointing. And, and at that same time, I had another uh, book contract I was about to sign that fell through on the day we were going to sign the contract. And I was really disappointed. And I decided to have a funeral for my writing career. And I got, <laughs> I got a pen and I uh, I buried it under a tree. It was just me and my dog and we said a little prayer, had a little ceremony and I basically uh, gave up writing and, and uh, in a way it was me giving up my dream to God and you know, faith is really important to me so I was basically giving it over to God and, and he brought it back albeit in a, different, in a different way. Is that a kind of how you felt when you did that symbolic uh, burial of your pen? You know, were you desolate or were you just saying, okay God, I don't really know what's going on but let's put in your house. Oh. I was I was pretty in despair <laughs> at the time, and um, I'm quite dramatic at times. So, but I live in metaphors, and that was my metaphor and my way of, of giving up. And and uh, I was teaching writing as well, so I, I had that income. It wasn't you know the end of the world for me to quit. And uh, but but I felt like you know my faith is important, and God brought that back to me in another way. And I started writing for the mainstream market after that, and not the the faith based market which I was writing for before. So how did that change things then? Well, I started to learn how to connect better with the world at large. 
Um, sometimes uh, in the U.S. as well, uh, there's this uh, Christian kind of bubble that we live in, and and I really want started to reach and reach out to you know hear other perspectives and and be able to connect with people outside the walls of the church, and that was important for me. So was that kind of your goal then, Alex? Rather than kind of writing Christian books for Christians, was it writing uh, books that maybe had a, a Christian underlying Christian message in them, but while still connecting to mainstream culture? I think so. After that. Uh, all my books uh, have to do with outsiders. I have a novel called I'm Nobody and, and another one called 15 Seconds to Normals that are for uh, high school age and, and older. And all of them have uh, an outsider as the main character. And so I write for the outsiders. Uh, you know, a lot of readers read to escape and they'll be in their closet reading a book to escape from their parents yelling in the other room or they'll be at a lunch table alone at school because reading a book because they have no one to hang out with. And so I really want to give, uh, you know, hope to those readers, albeit, um, you know, God's hope. Maybe it's indirectly or directly, and I, I think that's my little piece of the puzzle that I can bring to the table. How do you do that? What's the best way of um, trying to reach out, um, sharing your faith, but in a kind of subtle way in a secular world? Uh, I think it's important just to to take it project by project and, and let... Uh, let each project uh, take on a life of its own. There's always an underlying theme of magic in my books, and I don't mean magic. I mean God's hand. You know, we live in a hopeless world sometimes where, where everything seems crazy and out of control. But uh, all my stories have a redeeming quality that there's something behind the scenes going on. You know, there's a higher power at work, and and I, I present that in every book that that I have. There's an outsider struggling with something, and then you know there, there's some magic along the way that occurs. What was it that made you want to write mainly for young adults? Well, the young adult market is is uh, it's, it's a stressful time, as you know, and and I remember it quite well. You don't know who you're going to marry. You don't know where you're going to live uh, after you move out of your parents' house. You don't know what job you're going to get, whether you should go on to university or not. And it's a really stressful time. And I think it's a it's a perfect place. Uh, uh, to share God's hope because we all need encouragement at that age. And my writing career has kind of evolved with the ages of my own children. You know, when my children were young um, and I was younger, I wrote for Disney and Lego and, you know, a children's story for the Los Angeles Times. And and then as they grew older, I wrote for middle graders. And now as they're even older, I write for, the, for so that. So they're your market. best critics or worse sometimes. I think so. Yeah, I learn a lot from them. I learn a lot about the way the world is because the world's a lot different than when I was younger. So is that how you get inside the mind of a, a, a modern teenager? I I think so. And I'll also, you know, though the world's different, um, I kind of remember what it was like. You know, high school is a really painful time for me and even on into university and a very tenuous time. And, and I try to tap into that when I write. So what do you uh, hope that young people get out of your books then, Alex? Like I said, that that there is a you know, there's a higher power at work, you know, that, that God does care for us. And uh, though the world may try to beat us down and the culture may try to beat us down with be more or say more, you need to do more, you need to look different. Um, you know, God tells us that we're created in his image and that all things work for good. And uh, I try to present that, you know, that positivity and that hope that, that, you know, that hope that God has brought to me at that age, especially. So what are you working on at the moment? I am working on my first nonfiction book, which is called Outside Voices. And uh, Outside Voices talks about my journey in the past year. And, you know, uh, I, uh, in the U.S., uh, nearly two out of three uh, kids are leaving the church after the age of 15, kids that are brought up in a, in a faith-based home. And that concerns me because I'm a parent of three, and that statistic really matters to me. And, you know, what does connect is TV shows and films and music, you know, maybe a song lyric that resonated. Re that really connects with, with this generation. 
So this year I've been talking to Christians that are working in the mainstream market. Um, people like uh, Remington Scott, who worked on Lord of the Rings, helped Peter Jackson there and uh, directed Call of Duty, which is one of the most popular video games in our time. And people that have worked on, you know, Disney films, Tony Bancroft, who, who directed Mulan, and, and musicians as well, and people that have done well. And I'm talking to them, trying to pick their brains, like, how do you, how do you connect with the culture? You know, how do you influence culture in, in the way that you've done as a Christian? How do you bring that light? into the scene um, when it's not a Christian, you know, church-based scene. So is there revelations on that in this book? Oh, so much. I didn't, you know, I started the project as just another job, and I didn't really think I would learn much, although that was my goal, and I learned a lot. It actually changed my faith, and it changed my life, and one thing I learned is that we have to be excellent at what we do. All the people that I've talked to are, are, are just brilliant, and they've dedicated their life to this one one thing and they feel like God has called them to to do that one thing whether it's to work on screenplays or work on music and they focus their energy on that and they've said no to a lot of good things they said no to a lot of things at church and they haven't volunteered and they haven't done things and um, because they wanted to be you know single-minded in their career and that's what it takes to be excellent I also learned that honesty is really important uh, all these artists are honest about their faith they're honest hard, about hard to do in, in kind of LA culture I'd imagine oh for sure and um, and honesty is key that really connects with people um, our this generation has been raised on on people trying to sell them things and if we're not honest about our doubts our hopes our fears uh, we kind of sound like spam and uh, I don't know if you have that word over here as yeah, well but we, yeah. we kind of yeah junk mail exactly and uh, honesty really connects because we don't have all the answers um, as people of faith, we really don't. Uh, the Bible says we see through a glass darkly right now. So all we can do is, is point to the one who does have the answers. And, and I believe that God has those answers. What were the other things that you learned through the, the researching of this book on just, and, and maybe just some advice people, for Alex people, just on, on doing that and thinking of that statistic? And I think most parents, and uh, myself included, when they hear that, wow, two out of three young people, even in a, in a, in a home, a faith-filled home, Will leave the church I mean as a parent you're just thinking well what can I do to try and make sure that doesn't happen uh, I was thinking about this when I was in I was in London the past few days and every time I come over here I when I cross the street I have a problem of not knowing where to look I've been trained all my life to to look uh, to look left and then right and then here I have to look right and then left and I have to retrain myself every time I'm over here and I think the culture has changed too you know, um, as I'm in a different country here, I've had to change my ways. And I think um, times have changed and the culture has changed. And we as parents have to change, you know, where we're looking and change the way. We might have been brought up a certain way by our parents. And now we need to change the way we're parenting because we live in different times. And uh, there's a lot of ways that, that we can do that. And uh, that's what I've been learning, you know, through this whole year. I think one of the things is learning the art of hanging out. I hung out with a with a world-famous sculptor, actually. He does life-size sculptures for the Catholic Church and for film as well. And I was in his studios, and he was, he knew, he was showing me all these sculptures that he had done, and he knew every one. He knew everything about them. And he knew, uh, you know, about the gardens they had at home and what their likes and, and interests were. And these were sculptures, and he had studied the subject so well, and he had learned the art of, of hanging out, I call it. A lot of times I think it's important to just actually listen and learn from the people and the different perspectives of the people at our, at our jobs or our own children and uh, maybe stop preaching so much. I, I've learned that myself, even with my own kids. I just need to sometimes when they're bringing something up to me, I, I just you know, close my mouth and, and, and learn that art of hanging out and just hanging out and uh, let people express themselves. Because um, then they'll keep coming back to us and they'll keep on sharing. You know? And if we start to lecture, 
and uh, then people don't, you know, aren't necessarily going to come back because no one wants to hear a lecture. Yeah, what, what is it? My mother always says, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it sounds like a really interesting book, Outside Voices. Any idea when it's going to be out on general release and people can get their hands on it? I would think by next summer. Yeah, so right now my, my agent is working with publishers at the moment, actually. I've just been getting some emails last week. So I would imagine uh, probably next summer, but you never know. One thing I wanted to ask you about, Alex, and you mentioned it yourself, that sometimes in the kind of as a writer, kind of in the Christian world, that we can be in a little bit of a bubble. Do you think that um, that's the same just from all the different um, uh, professionals that you've talked to in various creative fields? Do we need to kind of take more risks in a way? Oh, I absolutely think we need to take more risks, and uh, that's something that the artists have been telling telling me. I uh, I spoke to Remington Scott, who I, I told before um, helped the Lord of the Rings win an Academy Award for visual effects, and right now he's taking a taking a big risk because he's focused his attention on working on um, VR, uh, virtual reality for for the Christian market, and he's banking everything on this project. He he invited me to coffee, you know, a few months back, and he pulled out his phone and he had this depiction of of Jesus and augmented reality, and it was it was something I'd never seen before. It's uh, and uh, I can barely explain it, but it was uh, Jesus speaking the Beatitudes from the Bible, and he had it in, in augmented reality technology. And I, I was impressed. There it was, uh, a depiction of Jesus speaking to me on this, this L.A. coffee shop table. And uh, he's saying the world is changing, and now we have VR technology. And he was, uh, he's passionate about how the world is going inward. Before, we explored outward. We explored Mars and, and the moon. And now people, you know, starting with film and then TV and then... Uh, our computers and then our phones and now virtual reality the world is going inward and whether we like it or not he says we better be there as people of faith because uh, this inward world that that we're dealing with with people on their phones all the time is a reality whether we like it or not and we need to be there as people of faith so he's passionate about about taking risk and being there and he's making a big risk right now because he has a very lucrative film career and he's focusing it now on on how can we bring faith into you know virtual reality wow but that sounds absolutely yeah. fascinating really really does i know you're in ireland speaking at the new horizon conference tell us a little bit about that i have a speaking ministry called the stories tour that's taking me around the u.s mostly and also australia and and, and europe a bit and now the the uk and ireland and uh, I talk about exactly how we, what I just talked to you about right now, exactly how we can connect with the culture, connect as pastors, as artists, um, even as parents, and how we can cultivate a, a faith that stays. And uh, I'll be speaking on Thursday morning and, and Friday morning there, and then I'm, I'm back in, in the UK speaking at a conference over there as well. Wow, whistle stop tour, uh, jet setting around. Alex, it's been great. A pleasure to chat to you. If you just join me, I've been talking to Alex, uh, Alex Marsting, and um, he's going to be speaking at the New Horizon conference, as Alex said, Thursday and Friday morning. If you want to get details on that, it's newhorizon.org.uk. And myself and Alex have also been chatting about his latest book that he's been working on called Outside Voices, uh, which should be out within the next Hopefully. year. Hopefully, please God. And if you want to stay up to date with Alex and just check out some of his other books, really great books for young adults. It's great, isn't it, when you can have a book that you can give to your kids that you know uh, has a good moral, a good message behind it. You can go on to his website, which is alexmeyersteinbooks.com. Actually, the storiestour.com is a lot easier to remember. Storiestour.com. <laughs> so, yeah, Fantastic yeah. stuff. <laughs> Alex, thanks so much for joining us on Spirit. Thanks for listening to our Spirit Radio podcast. Don't miss out. Subscribe today. Find out how at spiritradio.ie.